You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. When the restoration of Colonial Williamsburg began in 1927, 88 original buildings were purchased. 34 of them were outbuildings. My guest Matt Webster has a special job when it comes to these outbuildings. Tell us what you do here, Matt. Um, I'm the Director of Historic Architectural Resources for the Foundation. And um, basically the responsibility that I have is to make sure that the work that's done on these buildings is done properly and, and that the, uh, the buildings are preserved um, for future generations. And we're sitting together outside this morning in the hustle and bustle of the historic area in front of one of the buildings that you have recently stabilized. Describe this building for us and tell us what you had to do for it. Um, this is the George Reed Smokehouse. And um, this building, um, it had a few problems when we started. Um, it sat very close to the ground, so um, the sills, which are the lowest um, wooden structural element of the building, um, had failed and the building was tilting um, and had to have um, some extensive repairs, actually replacement of those sills. We had to jack the building up, take the old sills out, um, which, which are from, a, from an, actually an earlier repair campaign, rebuild the foundations put new sills in, attach the framing to those sills, and then um, just do general repairs to the rest of the building. Now this is a tiny white building. How big is the footprint of it? Um, it's, it's about uh, eight feet by eight feet. Eight feet by eight feet, little wooden, white painted building. Yeah. We've called this a smokehouse. How do you know a smokehouse when you see one? Um, there, there are structural elements and um, there's information that you can see inside. Um, the, the big indicator is the soot that you see inside on the framing. Um, and then in and, you know, basically when you look at how the framing is arranged inside the building, you can tell. This is a building where a family would have smoked their hams in the fall and it would have, the smoking was a preservation process that allowed them to eat through the winter. So you're saying you see the, the smoke and the creosote inside on the beams. That's a dead giveaway of what happened in there. Yes. Now you have another site where you're working on stabilizing two more outbuildings behind the Grizzle Hay House on Nicholson Street. Tell me what's happening there and what you're looking at, what you're up against with those buildings. Um, those buildings, we have a smokehouse and a privy um, at that location and it's almost the same situation um, and but the, the difference is is that uh, in the case of the privy it's used for, it has a different purpose. Um, so the framing is a little bit different um, we have to develop new ways to lift that building up. It has the same problem with the sills um, and it's too close to the ground so it, it, the framing um, can rot very easily and insects can um, get in and eat away at the wood as well. And so we have to jack that building up, replace those sills and stabilize it, very similar to what we did here um, at the George Reed um, Smokehouse. Um, with these, with a smokehouse at the Gristle Hay um, property, we um, we just have some basic repairs. Um, we have some siding that that needs to um, to be repaired, as well as some framing. And basically, what that is is just it's the impact of time on the structure. Um, just normal normal failures that we see with old buildings. We've said that these are some of Williamsburg's original buildings. What is your goal when you work on these buildings? Um, well, my, my goal um, when we work on these buildings is to preserve as much original material as possible um, and also to do um, proper, proper repairs. We don't, we don't want to change the look of the building or the function of the building. Um, and a lot of times that means using period appropriate um, uh, building techniques and materials. 
Um, here at George Reed, um, we had to compromise a little bit. Um, we had to use more modern materials to preserve the original materials. So there's always um, a, a give and take to these projects, and you just have to, have to figure that out as you go along. Do you think that your approach today is different from the approach that was taken maybe in the first stages of the restoration in the 30s and 40s? Um, our approach today is, is definitely um, much different. And, and you know, the, saying that, that um, the approach in 10 years of, of another generation of preservationists is going to be different than what we do. Um, as technology evolves and, and different techniques evolve, um, you know, we change, we change our approaches um, and how we work on these buildings. Today we almost cherish these buildings and we want to stabilize them and we want to make sure that they remain part of the life of, of the, the house that they're attached to. How is our attitude today different than the 18th century attitude towards these little buildings? Today we see them as, um, I don't know, support, well I guess we still see them as support structures, um, but in the 18th century they were, they were necessities, where today we see them kind of on a, through, um, the, through an aesthetic lens, I guess. And uh, in the 18th century, these buildings would be necessary for life. Um, they, they allowed the, the site to function properly, the smokehouse providing um, preserved food, the privy, a bathroom, um, the dairy where um, all of their dairy products were stored, um, lumber houses where they store, um, store materials for building or just for, for, daily, um, for daily work. So it's, it's part of the function of the site and that's why these buildings are so important because they continue the story. It's not just about the person's house, but it's about how they lived and the buildings tell us how they, how they lived, what went on on these properties. Choosing materials to, to restore these buildings is an important part of what you do and I think there probably have been a couple times on recent projects where you've had to correct or kind of rethink a repair that might have been done in the past and I'm thinking specifically about roofing shingles. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, you know, the the uh, roofing shingles during the ref restoration, um, we actually went with a, Colonial Williamsburg went with a, a composite material. It's basically a concrete shingle um, and what that did is it provided um, a much longer life for the shingle. Um, it, it became, it was about sustainability. Um, and in doing that, they really helped protect these houses um, by putting on wooden, wooden shingles on every building. Inevitably, you're going to have leaks, which threatens the building. Um, however, with, the, with these small outbuildings, the framing just wasn't bulky enough to hold, hold these shingles and the, and the weight of them. So um, what we're doing now is we're actually taking those concrete shingles off um, and putting wooden shingles um, back on. What do you look for today in things like paint, wood, shingles, all the nails, all the materials that you would use to, to repair one of these buildings? What are your criteria now? Um, our criteria for the materials, um, you know, first and foremost, is what's the impact on the structure? Um, is, it, is it going to damage the structure? Um, is it going to be compatible with all the other materials um, in the building? Um, and, and, you know, just as important is, is that going to change the look of the building? We don't, we don't want modern nails um, on, in, in siding. Um, we don't want modern tool marks on siding or on framing. We want to have that, the, the look of the 18th century because all those little details come together to, to give you the story um, of the building.
A lot of these buildings are not open as public exhibition buildings, so when you unlock a padlock and step into one of these small buildings, you must find a surprising range of things inside. What kinds of things do you find inside these buildings now? <laughs> well, um, some, I mean, a lot of these little outbuildings, um, that they, they're used as storage for the residents. Um, so um, in the case of the George Reed um, smokehouse, um, the, the, a cat lives in the building. And, um, and it's a great story. There's a cat door that's been in this, in this uh, little outbuilding for a very, very long time. So there you see this story kind of continuing through multiple generations um, here at the George Reed um, site. And um, sometimes, sometimes you find, um, the uh, trades um, here at Colonial Williamsburg will store their materials. So the, the uh, use of outbuildings sometimes here at Colonial Williamsburg doesn't change all that much from the 18th century. So it's, it is kind of interesting to see. Have you ever walked into an outbuilding and been surprised by what you found there? I'm always surprised in, in, in different ways when I go into any of the buildings here at Colonial Williamsburg. Um, they all tell us a story, whether reconstructed or original. And you know all the people that lived here, so they give us they give us that that kind of backstory um, here at Colonial Williamsburg, and uh, the other thing you just with working on the buildings, you're always surprised at, at you know what's caused failure um, or or how a building has survived the way that it has, and um, and then construction details. All these outbuildings, um, you're going to get different people working on them, different people repairing them. Um, so to see the repair techniques or the original construction techniques is always always interesting as well. You're part of a continuum of conservation that happens on these buildings, one that started in 1927 and one that hopefully will be alive 50, 100 years from now. What do you hope that people will find from your work 100 years from now? Well, I mean, the, the ultimate goal for me is to make sure that these buildings survive and, and that they survive really well. Um, and I hope that what they'll find is that, um, that we did the best job that we could and did the least damage possible. Um, that's really, really our goal. Um, preserve the building for the future and do as little damage as possible. Matt, thank you so much for being out here with us in the beautiful historic area this morning. Thank you. To support the podcast and Colonial Williamsburg programs, visit history.org slash donate. We love hearing from you. Visit history.org slash podcasts and click comment at the top of the page to drop us a line.